Wow. You guys have made the choice to watch, uh, to see this Hot Seat episode or whether to listen to it. I want to extend our appreciation for you guys continuing on in this journey with us, with your viewership, with your questions, uh, with your sharing of the content, with you hitting the subscribe button, with you following uh, the podcast on all podcast platforms. Uh, we do appreciate your guys' support. We consider you a part of the village. And you cannot go far without people supporting you and being there for you in the midst of anything that's going on in your life through all the different types of transitions that you're going to face inevitably. Support is there. So we appreciate your guys' support. Appreciate you guys watching. Uh, for those who are new, make sure you hit the subscribe button right there on YouTube. Hit the follow button across any and all just about podcast platforms. We really, really do appreciate you guys. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Flo. Welcome to another Hot Seat episode. Yes, it's just Flo. There is no cue. We're going to discuss that as we get through this. But um, I cannot think of any story time to specifically share with you guys today because there's so much to get into. But there is a thought, there is a premise behind this approved episode. So I want to share this. This could be the story time. This episode, uh, this podcast, I should say, was established for mental health reasons, per, I would say, for me to be able to express and to share all these different thoughts and ideas that I have as we're transitioning at that time through a lot of different things uh, between me and Q. And I was a part of what was considered a, um, what was it called? Come on, come on, come on. Man Cave Mondays. And so throughout that entire process, throughout uh, those episodes, being able to be on there to, to talk amongst men about the things that we're facing uh, in 2019, 2020, somewhere in there. And with all that was going on in 2020, we're just doing manly mental health checkups, but also backed biblically to be, you know, words of encouragement for each other and for others that may be watching. And so on a particular episode, I um, talked about suicidal thoughts, you know, trying to take my life, drown myself, things of that nature, because I didn't feel I was up to snuff, if you will, for the position that I was uh, placed in, a position that God has guided me into because he felt suit that I was ready and prepared for it, to be the leader of a household, to have found someone who genuinely wants to be here, accepts who I am, and uh, transitioning into marriage. So if you've been following along with the Hot Seat Podcast or uh, not, I'm a, I have what you would consider an uh, inadequacy complex, feeling as though I'm not good enough for a certain situation or position because of things that I've done in the past and trying to work and get over that hump. Man Cave Mondays was a great outlet 
um, in addition to the Hot Seat Podcast, because there was just a lot brewing on in me in 2019, and I needed to find a way to release all of that, uh, all those emotions, I should say. So the Hot Seat Podcast has generally been a thing of me, but as we've grown for, what has it been, three years now, on and off, it has become a us thing. So Flow is here by direction of Q to present this episode and to discuss quite a few topics that we, we talked about uh, because, you know, at this point, it's, it's a us. We, we are in this together. We are sharing our lives, our different transitions as a blended family, so on and so forth. So the first thing that I would like to uh, transition right into is taking L's, taking L's. That has been the feeling as of recent. So the first thing is taking L as a husband. I feel like I've been falling short, falling short in being there for my wife as we're transitioning to uh, adding a new being to the family. There is a lot of things that's been going on and it had me reflecting on the previous Hot Sea episode where I was, uh, we were in the apartment, we were recording, I was uh, working at Chase and I had this strong, strong desire uh, to be of service to my wife in a particular way. And that way that I expressed was me being able to provide everything that is needed and more. So that way she can continue, uh, obviously, as she made clear, to do what it is that she loves to do. So if I were to win the lotto, if the businesses were to pop and boom, and we're, we're making the money, we are making the money, she would still want to go to work. If I won the super lotto and it was 500 million or whatever the case may be, she'd be like, I am still going to work. But I wanted to, I want <clears throat> myself to be in a position to where I could do what it is that I said. And that is for her to come home, food is cooked, house clean, and I'm able to be of service. So whether that be take her to the spa, feed her grapes, go to the backyard and fan her, like all of those things, that, that's what it is that I want to do because... That's the love I have for her and still to some extent that inadequacy, like really, you chose me. There's if you choosing me means I have to express more abundantly my love, admiration, um, gratitude, appreciation, all of those things for you choosing me to be the person that you want to spend the rest of your life with. Of course, I proposed, but it's then for her to accept. And that's just the beginning because now you're transitioning to another phase of your relationship. And to some certain extent, the expectations or the roles change or heighten. And you have to adjust to that and the different lifestyle that you're now planning to live. And she still has decided to stay and stick by and support through all of my foolishness before the proposal, after the proposal, uh, till now. So 
having gotten there, having gotten to that point and it's causing, you know, some mental anguish a little bit. But um, that's not it. Taking an L as a parent. I feel like I'm taking the L as a parent because to that same extent, being able to service and provide and support my wife in the way I want to. And I'm hoping I'm doing it in the way that she wants to, but also the kids. Got Yvonne's finna turn 13, Ray is 12, Achilles is seven. By next year, we'll have a one month old, an eight year old, a 13 year old, and soon to be 13 year old. And that means time is ticking, ticking, and we're getting closer to that date. We're getting closer to that age of maturity, of teenagehood, of understanding what it is that you want to do in your life, for your life, and for us as parents to put them in a position to be successful, whether it be the dance, the gymnastics, the sports, the cheerleading, the track, and having at this particular point in our life to hold some of that back has hurt, you know, my feelings because they worked hard. They worked hard for that track, for the track team, and they qualified for USATF Junior Olympics. They qualified for AAU Junior Olympics, one in Oregon, the other in Iowa. This is our first year doing it. They've been training all year long and to qualify for that because of the efforts and work that they put in and then to financially be in a position not to send them hurts my feelings. And it's got me feeling like, man, I'm not doing enough. I'm not, I'm not receiving a W in the, realm, in the realm of manhood, of fatherhood, of husbandry. What is it? that I got to do to get to that point, to get our family in that position. Because I feel as though I'm doing everything, but obviously I'm not doing everything because we're not there yet. We're not completely done with the house. I want the house to be done so that way the kids can utilize the yard, so that way Q can enjoy the front yard that, that she wants to have, enjoy the back patio area and the deck that she wants. To be able to, to um, provide that and then my way of thinking is knowing me being able to do that is not only providing a um, sanctuary for my family, but it's also providing for other families because you have to pay someone to do those things. And because I'm not in a position to do so, it's just, for me, it just keeps trickling. It keeps trickling down because... I'm an individual, I'm a person who is, I feel misunderstood, but ever evolving, ever changing. Who Flo was in 2021 is not who he is in 2023. Who I was in 08 is not who I am now. When I, who I was in 20, when, uh, 2010? Yeah, who I was in 2010 when Yvonne was born. Who I was in 2016 when Achilles was born. Who I was in 2019 when Q and Ray entered into my life uh, officially, um, I'm not that person anymore. I'm constantly evolving and I've learned 
that I am an individual who at heart, but also, but also putting on front street, a bridge builder. I want to build bridges and connect with people and not only um, build that bridge, but that connection be strong enough to where more than just two people can drive across it, that there's support going each way, that this left hand that is here to give is out at the same time the right hand is out as well to receive that give and receive exchange because you can't get anywhere in life without a village. You can't grow as an individual by yourself alone, which is why we're positioned to have uh, to be uh, brought into this world connected to individuals, family, how we develop our own connections and relationships with people as we go through life through friendships and different types of relationships it may not just be friendships it might be intimate it might be business it might be spiritual it might be anything we can't get anywhere by ourselves and so to be a supportive individual and a supportive person interesting enough i feel as though through all of that, still blessed. Because when I sit back and I think, I'm like, yo, the in, we came across an individual that was, you know, marketing their business when we moved in. And we're getting all these different types of quotes because the first thing uh, that we did was concrete. We wanted to have that back um, patio. And we wanted to have that patio covered. But Concrete. Getting quotes all across different ranges is ridiculous. From low as $7,500 to as high as $26,000 for some concrete. Came across a particular individual and he was on the low side, which caused some skepticism because everybody else is generally high, but then we only have two individuals that are on the low, lower side of the price point. He sat down, he talked with us, he talked about himself, his life, his business, his skills, his expertise, the things he has done um, to a certain extent, because we didn't know everything that he could do, just based on what it is that we we're trying to do. And so we decided to go with this, this individual. Best thing that could have happened. Best thing. And having a conversation with that company in itself, and they know all the plans that we're trying to do, they're going to be the ones that are doing it because they do such a great job. So I was having a conversation with the owner, landscaping company, that can literally do any and everything, I feel, the best. And we're talking about business. He's like, man, you got you to gotta work more. You got to work more. You got to work more because, again, all these different projects he knows we wanted to get done but it cost money and so i have to work more to be able to to get those things done and be able to pay them and i was like man i am working i'm working a lot and i'm working long 
hours because the field that I'm in is business. Business, you know, it money doesn't money doesn't sleep, so how can I? Because that's the business that I'm in. Money, managing it, being productive, looking and creating different strategies in which Wilson Financial can be seen, can be respected, can be valued as a company worthy enough of people's attention to even peak an interest in what it is that we do and how that relationship can benefit you as a company. And so I was just like, I'm doing everything, everything I can possibly think of. But then there's that, that obstacle, that obstacle being this is money management. This is taxes. And a lot of individuals already have those working relationships. And so how do you penetrate that? How do you get past that point? I have been on a consistent go ever since track season ended. I don't even remember when the date was of the last track meet. But I have been going to L.A. San Diego, to Palm Springs, to Indio, just keeping that in rotation, keeping that in rotation, trying to get things established, get things situated, get things rectified, fixed, improved, attain new clientele all across the board, all across the board, just working my patootie off, just trying to get it, trying to get there, trying to get to that goal, trying to get as many, get those client, that client count that I need for the year and keep hitting that number every single year. So that way I'm able to help more people with their business, but also on my side of the table, I'm able to add more people to help more people who are supporting this company, Wilson Financial. And so he was like, yes, yeah, so you just got to keep, got to keep going at it, got to keep going at it. Because your field is different. A lot of people have that stuff already. And so when I left that conversation, I appreciated the encouragement. You know, they're, they're going to do another small little project for us. And, and I appreciate them because they're going at the pace that we can go. Because, as you guys know, the, the craziness we've been dealing with and having to make difficult decisions financially so it's not free-flowing but I need it and I want it to be free-flowing but the only way I can do that is by continuing to do the work continuing to build those bridges and connections because I'm telling you it is not easy it is tough but support is the key word and that's what I want to transition to, supporting. It's the only way you can get anywhere is through support. But this pregnancy, though, this pregnancy has been a wonderful surprise. You know, we talked about it. We didn't know if it was going to be able to happen. Uh, kind of lost hope. Then all of a sudden, here it is. It's here. But... I guess being more in tune with this, because like I said, I'm pregnant too, you know, going through my little body changes and struggles and cravings and things of that nature. But 
I guess being more connected to this, I'm, my eyes are opening more to the dangers of pregnancy. Like, I'm feeling a certain way. But the way in which I'm feeling is because of, yes, the actions that we decide to partake in, the loving, caring moments, but still, the egg can be there all day long, all day long, until the sperm decides, you know, to get there and then they start cooking and making, you know, the baby. So, I feel some semblance of responsibility on this and the struggle that it is slowly becoming because of the ethnicity that we are, being black, because she is a woman, because she is above the age of 30, and I always forget how old she is, but I'm just going to say 30 plus, and being a black woman, and having a thing called fibroids, that increases, you know, that's that what they call it, high risk, high risk pregnancy because of these factors, because previous uh, pregnancy, child ray being underweight. So that that's another check mark for high risk. And then to see, physically see, and to hear the pain and struggle here and there because the, fib the fibroids grow because of the hormones. So it's just feeding it. And at some point it could die or may not die, like the, the fibroid itself. That led to a hospital visit. That hospital visit felt like a whole entire month. And still, what am I doing in the midst of that? I'm driving LA, San Diego, India, Palm Springs, Temecula, just trying to grow and also trying to support while she's going through this increase the level of fear because no one's giving solid answers. I'm over here thinking, what's the worst case scenario? I'm going all the way back to the, you know, the 1400s, 1500s, when it's even higher risk of any ethnicity to pass during pregnancy, both pass, one lives, the other dies. You know, all of that, it's all in my head and not having any answers was tough to say the least. It's scary because now it's just like, man, the, the fear creates thoughts and the thoughts mess with your mind because it's like, what if, what if this happens? What if this, how I'm going to do this if that happens? This is insane. This is ridiculous. How would I, how would I be able to manage that and still be able to take care of this? Scary, scary thoughts. And so
that's why um, I chose this shirt because you know uh, life without him would suck. Not having the belief in him would suck because dealing with all of that, all of that driving and not knowing and seeing pain and feeling slightly responsible for it, you know, challenge, very challenging. And so, uh, mm, support, again, having people that genuinely care and want to make sure you good, the family's good, is very helpful. Uh, having nurses and doctors that care makes it a whole lot easier to deal with because you feel that they're determined to figure out a solution to the problem uh, to alleviate the risk, but also at the same time to alleviate the pain because you know, you're halfway through and you know, it's not time for the, the child to be born, to come out. And if and if so, I mean, the chances of life are not high. So figure out what the problem is. Figure out what, you know, is the best way to alleviate pain because, you know, I have a very special wife who's allergic to the world and certain medicines. So it's just like going all natural. And that just, you know, it sucks. It's not cool. But figured out the issue. Don't know the name of the condition because I can't remember at this time. Jesus, I had everything. Should have wrote it down. I can follow the format of this episode. Didn't write that down, but at least we I can say that it's better, you know, back at the house. She's home having, you know, more better days than bad days. And at some point in time, it probably be in her best interest to have a, uh, Partial hysterectomy because of the fibroids and the size and the pain that it's causing. And to stand in solidarity, I will be going into a similar surgery right along with her and get that good old vasectomy because support, because of love, because of, you know, me still, de- I think it's going to be a lifelong thing, the inadequacy thing, and still to be able to look and be like, wow, all of this still here for me, this guy. Really? Me? So if she's going to most likely have to go through that, won't be alone. They're going to mess with the genitalia area for her health and benefits. I'm going to be right there with you doing what I can do as a man. 
that's that's what that's what I can you know to be in support. So this this episode is an update, I guess is what we can call it. It's an update episode of what's been happening, what's been going on, things that we're facing, you know. And so yeah. I guess the call to action would be prayer. Keep us lifted. Um, you know. Keep us in your thoughts. Send positive energy this way. Because, you know, it's kind of a challenge. And so, um, with her going through all that, that means she's going to be chilling at the house. And she gives her little introduction to what COVID was like. Because COVID for her as a registered nurse, she's out there trying to save the lives. But with her being confined to the home, you know, she can get an unusual extended rest. Unusual in the sense that it ain't rest. There is a child in there that is slowly developing, you know. So she gets to sit down for a minute. Her sitting down for a minute means I got to pick up a little bit more than usual. Which makes things interesting because scheduling helps. Got two middle schoolers now, so that's one school. You know, drop two off. Actually, it's the same thing. I don't know why I said that. Because literally, Ray and Achilles were at the same school. So now, Still two schools. That was dumb. <clears throat> so yeah. So I think it's going to be, well, in this sense, they're going to be at the same school. You know, middle school. Support each other. Kind of learning some of the similar things. You know, lower level than the other. Sixth and seventh grade. But, you know, hang out with each other a little bit more. Achilles is going to be in elementary school. Second grade. So it's going to be interesting having to do 100% close to. So, yeah. The support's going to be needed, you guys. And we do have support, which, you know, you can never have too much support, to be honest. Because, again, we all face things. We all have different transitions. We all have things that happen, you know, to us. And having that that bright light, you know, of joy and encouragement and love and empathy and understanding and support is always greatly needed because we all go through things. And the things that we go through all put us or can put us in the space of darkness, even if it's, oh, I bust my nail. For that person, that's the most dramatic thing in the world. And for others, not having a place to live and having no one around them puts them in the dark place. But those individuals' experience and how they feel in that moment are valid because those are their feelings. That's what they're going through. So support is always and forever going to be needed. 
And I keep saying this word because this is going to lead into our next episode where we talk about support versus dependency. I know we promised all the kids will be on, you know, to discuss this, but because we go with the flow of life and all the transitions and different topics pop up in our head and it's like, yo, oh, we got to get this out. We got to talk about this. We got to, you know, bring this before your eyes and ears to hear, uh, our thoughts, to see our thoughts, whether you watch it, and also to hopefully get yours in return to keep the conversation going so we can continue to evolve as people. But that episode with the kids where we address their thoughts and opinions on the matter of the child coming uh, will be discussed, but we got to get this one there because we, we've been going at it, you know, laying down in the bed, having a conversation about the difference between the two and with other people, you know, in our neighborhood and with family, we've had this conversation, the difference between the two. So I think that is something we want to tackle and address in our next episode, but appreciate you guys bearing with uh, me solo dolo on this hot seat podcast episode. I hope it was, um, I hope it was a good one. I hope so. We'll see when I watch it back. This may never air. I don't know. We'll see. But thank you regardless for sitting here watching, uh, especially to the village. You guys always get the episodes early, so it's always good to get your guys' feedback or to see that you guys uh, partook in the content uh, before it gets released out to the public. But until the next episode, much love, much peace, and let's keep supporting each other, you guys. Living on the island, not fun. At some point, the resources get dried up and you'll be sitting on the island with a volleyball pretending as a person named Wilson just waiting to get to land to where there are people because being alone sucks. So, again, 